0: Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. Hi, this is James from, this is your host. I'm your host. Hi. And this is part three in a series we're doing on discipline, just little mini-casts. I still haven't thought of a better name for it, so that's what it's going to be. i got to figure out how to spell it. Is there a hyphen in mini cast or not? But this is Children's Ministry Monthly mini-casts, and we're going through uh, discipline. We're just talking about discipline, okay? Uh, So get off my back. Uh, If you have any feedback, comments, or anything, you can send that to cmmonthly at gmail.com. But uh, last time we covered... um, some, some reasons why we don't discipline and some common struggles that we have uh, that keep us from thinking we can discipline properly. Uh, I told you last time we we're going to be uh, talking about minimum requirements, the concept of minimum requirements, and we, we're probably going to go through some rulemaking as well. Okay, here we go. Um, minimum requirements. For for behavior. That's what it's referring to. What are my minimum standards? Uh, If I can set minimum standards, then I know, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood that Sunday, if I've set this standard for my kids, and I know what I want from them in every situation, any child that can't meet those even the minimum I know they need to get in trouble. I know I need to put them on some sort of consequence ladder. We'll talk about that in a second, the consequence ladder concept. But the minimum requirements concept is is very basic and very simple, and it will help you to know when to step in. A lot of times your teachers don't know when to step in because they don't know. Am I being too picky? Am I being too lax? you got different teachers from different backgrounds. Some of them, if they're from the hood, uh, anybody that's not shooting somebody is fine. Uh, if you're from the, the lily-white suburban area, um, like some of us are, uh Jeffrey can't even tilt his head sideways, otherwise he's gonna get backhanded. So here here's the thing. Set minimum standards for every single thing that you do in children's department. What do you want from them? And that way when you later on you can judge them by those standards. I'll give you an example. Um I don't expect perfection in children's ministry. I just don't. Kids um, don't act perfect. So first of all, knock knock that one out. Um Here we go. What is the minimum demands from my kids? Uh, What is the hill that I will die on? Here's an example. During worship in my children's ministry, you don't have to sing. I'm not going to make you sing. You don't even have to look like you're enjoying it. You don't have to clap. But my minimum standard is you do have to stand. And if you're not talking to God, you're not talking. So there's my minimum standards. Now, some of you people may make kids stand. I came from a church that made kids, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you might make them sing. I came from a church where kids were forced to sing and I hated it. And I think I struggle with worship in public settings till this day uh, because of that, because I feel like I have to do what everybody says. Um, So that's just my thing. I don't make kids sing. I don't feel like you can force kids to sing. You can lure, lure, lure them into it. You can provide an atmosphere that instigates it. But can I force? it? Should I force it? No, I don't believe so. That's just me. So my minimum standard, stand during worship. Um, During our opening and closing ceremony when I'm on the stage, there's times you're supposed to be talking and times you're not. And I my minimum standard for for that when I'm doing my opening and closing is you need to be sitting up, facing forward, no talking. Minimum standard. Um, During class, you don't have to read to the class, I'm never gonna make you read out loud because they made me. Um, you don't have to talk if I answer. If I ask questions, you don't have to answer them. You don't even have to pray. If we're going around the circle, I'm not gonna make you pray, but you do need to stay quietly in your seat, keep your hands and your attitude to yourself. That's my minimum standard. See, now we're not talking about what we want from our kids. We're talking about what we w- the lowest we will allow a kid to go before it's time to step in. OK, why is that important? Well, you don't expect very much from your kids. Uh, yes, I do. We're, we're not talking about basics and we or, or me, medium. We're not talking about rewarding uh, good behavior yet. We're just talking about that bottom line. And again, y- you may see the importance of this because if I set that minimum standard and I come into my class and I'm prepared and everything's laid out and I own the room and, and I got my kids, but I'm sick and I'm irritable. I'm going to want to pick on that dude who's giving me a dirty look or I'm going to want to, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But if that kid, maybe that kid had a bad night. Maybe he stayed over at somebody's house and got, he had to call his mom and say, come get me. This house is freaking me out. I had a situation like that. Um, maybe he's just a punk uh, that doesn't like church and, and you can reinforce that negative uh, in him. I don't know. You don't know where he's coming from. Uh, that's why I don't, I don't, make them do any of this stuff i want them to want to so we'll talk about normal behavior in a minute but we're just setting that the bottom here's the practicality of setting minimum requirements this helps you focus on the children with real issues you're not picking and nitpicking and getting all upset and flustered because they're not doing exactly what you want them to do every time helps you to focus on the kids that have real issues. When a child crosses those boundaries, you know you have a discipline problem no matter what your mood, no matter what the situation is. If they've crossed that line, you have to step in. I've had I've had workers that didn't do that. Um, They didn't set minimum requirements. They didn't trust mine. And they're like, well, he was throwing stuff and I told him to sit still or he was going to get in trouble next time he did it. The first time, bam, he needs to start on a consequence ladder. We'll get on consequences ladders later. Okay, here we go. So the standards. Our standards and our expectations are always higher, people. Always higher. I'm not going to punish a kid for not knowing about... Here's the thing. Our standards are higher, but I'm not going to punish a kid for not knowing God enough to want to worship him. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? If God hasn't had time with this child to reveal himself and draw that worship out of him, I'm not going to force him to do it. That's just me. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they got a bad attitude. Maybe they have a bad life. But, uh, they can still, even if they, even if they have all of those things, they can still beat my, meet my minimum requirements. It's not, it's not forcing them to do anything. Uh, standing, some of you might not even want to force the kids to stand. For me, I find that if I get kids to stand, then it's easy for them to start clapping and singing. Half the time, they'll do it. And I ain't even asked him to. And it's also really cool when I have a kid with a bad attitude who won't stand, and I say, look, I'm not going to make you sing. I'm not going to make you enjoy this. I'm just asking you to stand. If you got two working legs, and I go to your mom, and I say, look, I didn't even make him sing. I didn't make him smile. I didn't ask him to change his attitude. I just told him to stand, and he couldn't even do that. How do you think that's going to go over, bud? They're up. Okay? Now, if your kid is missing a leg, or has a walker, or has braces on his legs um your minimum requirements might want to be a little lower for for those poor folks okay all right yeah just just a little tip there all right let's talk about some rules let's talk about how to define them and how to put them together okay because rules are the foundation they're the basics man you got to get these things this is your expectations for the kids rules should cover the basics of proper behavior in mine, I always go through these. It, it, they change from class to class a little bit because every class demands different things. If you if you have a children's church, if you have a class that travels, if you have a class that is small groups, uh, different expectations. You can't really talk in children's church unless you're called on. Small groups, you can talk all you want as long as you're, you are know, you know when to shut it off. So here we go. Don't talk when you're not supposed to. Respect slash don't hurt or maim other people. You can leave the word maim out if you want to. Obey your leaders. Participate. Stay where you're supposed to. Okay. You may add to that. You may subtract from that. I I, I know I've added one since these notes, and that is treat other people better than they treat you. Just a little spin on the uh, golden rule that works a little bit better for me in the hood. Um, Let me give you some examples and share my rules. Uh, In Jam City, which is our children's department, or I'm sorry, children's ministry and second service for ages or grades four one through five. Um, It's a service environment. Not a lot of rules needed due to lack of interaction between the students and the leaders. Okay, Um, because and that sounds terrible, but I have section leaders. We divide our groups up into five, first through fifth grade. I have at least two leaders for each grade. And then I'm up on stage. When I say lack of interaction, I mean they're watching what amounts to a service going on, a show on the stage. And though we are interacting, um, the kids aren't left to talk to each other quite a bit, you see what I'm saying? They're not there's there's not like a direct teacher with their thirty kids and having to keep their attention. That's my job. So the rules are there's not many of them. Um, here it is, uh, and we've changed them since then. So this but this is still a good example, and they rhyme. So bear with that. There are times to be like eh, there are times to be quiet, like stories or prayer. If I am caught talking, my balloon won't be there. Now we do behavior balloons. Um, we'll talk about a little bit about methods for uh, group discipline in a minute, but behavior balloons is one of them that we use. Um, Second one, there are times to be loud, like worshiping games. If I am caught sitting, my balloon will not stay. I love that because not only does it get the basic one, the first one about kids that aren't participating or kids that uh, can't be quiet. It gets the quiet kids who never get got on to because they're quiet. It gets them going a little bit too. see. Uh, Number three was the things I bring with me are find if well hidden. Okay. I know kids bring things to church. I'm not going to try to fight that foundational thing, but I'm going to tell them to keep them put away. Uh, if you can't put it in, put it in your pocket or purse, put it under your chair. If we see it out, we're going to take it. You know, that's kind of what we tell them. Uh, since then, I've, I've re mixed that just a little bit. And I just say this, all you need is your Bible and point book in jam city. Anything else needs to be put away. That way it's purses and Sunday school papers that are turned into airplanes and notebooks from junior Bible quiz. All of that stuff isn't bad. It's just can be a distraction. So all of it gets put away jackets. You know, they don't sit on the back of the chair. They go under your chair, blah, blah, blah. So there we go. Um, I, if I am caught playing, then they will be taken. That's the second part of the, of the rhyming one. I'm sorry. Uh, one thing I should know and scream loud in the air. Jam city is fun, but jam city's not fair. That's just a silly rule at the end, but man, it covers a multitude of sins. Tell your kids it's not fair because the first time something happens and you didn't see it and the game was fixed or rigged or some kid ate too many marshmallows and spit one behind the building or whatever and 500 kids saw it but you didn't, uh, you can tell them, hey, I told you at the beginning. It's fun, but it's not fair. So uh, in children's church, kids are in small groups. I'm sorry, in night church, it was our our, our bus ministry. Kids are in small groups, changing classes, different rules are needed, but still keeping them simple. Uh, What I say in that one is I say, I will be a friend by one, doing the things that are asked of me Two, helping my circle, our group be the best it can be three, being nicer to others than they are to me. Okay. And then, um, then there's the rest of this. I'll read it. Might as well. And this is again for elementary groups, we give them instead of behavior balloons, we do clips and we give them three clips for each kid. We give you three clips, but you'll earn some more. If you remember the rules, of course, you get them for doing the things that you should like learning and singing and listening good. But if you forget and are caught messing up, you'll keep losing clips until everyone stops. Five or more at the end of the night will get you a prize from doing all right. If you have 10, then you get double prizes, but 15 or more will earn triple surprises. it's all up to you, my circle of friends. We'll see who's done their best right here at the end. And obviously I've forgotten already that we were adding clips to that when not necessarily uh, subtracting them. We started with three, and they could lose clips, but the idea was each, each class, each rotation, they had a chance to earn extra. And uh, in Junior Jam, which is my preschool group, some of you guys are preschool folks, um, here, here's our rules for them. It's very simple. Number one, I I'll listen and learn. I'll use friendly hands and friendly words. I'll share and take turns. I will stay where I belong. And five, I won't bring anything. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Repeat your rules every single week as a part of your opening service or ceremony or whatever, whether it's rangers, whether it's... uh, you know, pioneer kids. I don't care. I want to mention those rules, go through them. That way you've got something to refer back to. Um, it's just as much for your workers to hear them again and again, as it is for your kids. It's important that way you can drill it into them. Um, have workers remember them so they can be referred to. It's so great to be able to say, look, was this, was this, um, uh, were you keeping your attitudes and your hands to yourself? No, I wasn't. Were you being loud when you're supposed to be loud? No, I wasn't. Were you being quiet? You know, and you can refer to that in your service. Right now is the time to be quiet. So I need everybody to sit up straight, hands your lap, feet on the other legs, nose on the front of your face, staring right at this big fat nose that God gave me for just that reason. We're going to go into our Bible story, you know, okay. All right, next time, that's going to do it for this time. A little less than 15 minutes, but next week we're going, or next time we're going to turn it over to enforcement. We're going to talk about enforcing our rules and the importance of it because you can have all the rules in the world, but if you do not enforce them, you might as well not even have them. Uh, If you have any comments, feedback, uh, tips, anything I've missed, I'm sure there's a ton I could talk about discipline forever. uh, Email me, cmmonthly at gmail.com. Make sure you check out the website. And again, this has been CM Monthly Minicast, part three of I don't know how many parts uh, dealing with discipline. God bless.